in a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries. One group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Dennis Matouche. Jeff Mazuka. Each week, we take a look back at one movie that is reaching that 30-year milestone. Whether you love seeing these films in the theater or enjoying them for the first time at home, we invite you to join us this year as we travel back in time to 1986. I am your host, John Reed, and you're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. This is going to be part two of our Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice coverage. Uh, we went a little bit longer than we expected last time, but we wanted to keep these in bite-sized episodes, so we're bringing you part two. Um, real quick, head on over to 30podcast.com. That's our new website. We've got tons of stuff there, ways for you to get connected with us, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, support us on Patreon, um, suggest movies for us to take a look at from 1986 and next year, 1987, and so on and so on. Uh, but without further ado, here is part two of our Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice coverage. I did want to go through some of the different characters, like the different actors that they put in as characters. I think we've already talked about Ben Affleck. Did anybody have anything else they want to say about Ben Affleck's Batman vs. Wayne? He gets to the rubble, and he's protecting that little girl, and he looks up at Superman, who's, you know, saving the world, and they just hold on this, what's supposed to be the moment where Bruce Wayne now hates Superman. And I, I just didn't get it. I'm like, this is it? What do you mean you didn't get it? You didn't. I didn't get that hatred. He's like, you he's looking up it. and he's mad. And I. So, so you're saying you didn't believe. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. okay. Now, is it the performance or was that, again, the writing? Well, but, it's the, but it's the look. It that yeah, look the look has to be in the I performance. Got, I, and I, I believed it. I didn't. Maybe they held no. it too long, so it felt comical at that point. Because I did. I felt that's the other thing. I felt. I felt like they held the shot too long. I'm like, okay, he's mad. I get it. Go there and be done with it. And get out. I think they sat there. They... <laughs> I hate all of you. There's the look. <laughs> See? That would have been better. Right? It was quicker. We didn't allow right. it too long. Like, like, shot, I hate all of <laughs> That was on purpose. <laughs> I got it. I didn't get it either. So much potential from all of that. My (laughs) biggest thing going into this was, and and I know you guys are more the the comics, and you've done all that, and you've read all that, and and you knew. And so me going into it, somebody who didn't read all that or like be more prepped for it, but my whole thing was, I'm going, what is what is Superman really going to do that Batman hates him so much? You need to sell me that because I'm thinking he knows what it's like to be that 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 kind of. The Dark Knight, the guy that everybody might hate, the guy that you're too part because he's getting accused of the same stuff. How do you accuse? You know, so I felt like he was almost accusing Superman of, to the same degree, what he was getting accused of. So he should have understood that more. Like, like this is a good guy, and yes, he has tremendous power, and that could be a worry. But he wouldn't go so strong just because of that in that one scene. And and, and it did, it didn't. I didn't. I it didn't work more, for me either. I needed. And then again. Coming back to the whole Martha thing, it just seems such a quick flip-flop back that it never I never really bought into why does he really want to destroy Batman so much. So what I needed for that to be a little bit better motivation is for him to, instead of having this character who apparently was called Lex Luthor, trying to manipulate him and like build on that hatred mm-hmm. and stoke the fire and you know, whatever, um, 
I almost needed Batman to have this premonition of the post-apocalyptic future in which he sees yes. this is what it looks like when Superman, when Superman gets too much power and he you know, goes rogue. And He almost needed to have that as his motivation mm-hmm. for... Because then it would make more sense. Yeah. And they if almost... he sees a future... If, <laughs> earlier on in the movie, if he sees a future right. where this Superman has gone that way, yeah. then... Then I understand it better yes. if, if Batman's like, well, oh my god, I've seen the future. If they want to bring in, and so here's going into the comic books a little bit, if they want to bring in Darkseid, which I think is where they're going yeah. with all this, because in that scene the Omega symbol was burned in and there's mm-hmm. fire pits and that's all Darkseid stuff from the comics and the cartoons, and even the deleted scene they released today um, had a character that was either Darkseid's Darkseid's father, father or was somebody. The theory yeah. anyway, yeah. And there's mother boxes, those cubes that you saw there. They're all over the place in here. So if they're going with Darkseid, something that I had kind of talked about with somebody a little bit earlier um, was if they're going to do that, then how is Batman getting... I understand the dream sequences. I understand that that could be just coming from his psyche and his imagination. How is he getting a look at a possible future? And how is he seeing these things that aren't even there yet unless someone's feeding him those images. And maybe that's... And if somebody's feeding him those images, then maybe you could bring it... If you're going to bring in... Well, let's go to that scene where the Flash you know, comes in and mm-hmm. he's in this vortex of energy. And um, So if you're going to bring in something that's like that that would be confusing to a general audience who doesn't know the comic books... Because there were several people that saw that and they're like, who was that? And I was like, oh, it was the Flash. Really? Yeah, it was supposed to be the Flash. Oh, Okay. I'd forgotten it was Flash really con- time right. travel. And it was really confusing for people that didn't know like the source material. Right. So my thought is, but if it, you're going to do still, confusing stuff still like the, that... It was the dream within a dream. Right. Well, if you're, but if you're going to do confusing stuff like that, then... Which was confusing in and of let's, itself. Let's already... Let's take another character who maybe is tied to Darkseid and the New Gods and that other stuff from the comics, and let's have that character be feeding Batman these images into his dreams or in his mind that says... Here's a possible future. You just added another half hour to the movie, though. Well, explaining no, because let's let's cut out the funeral <laughs> and the death of the okay. parents scene at the beginning, because it's like Spider-Man. We all know Uncle Ben and Aunt May, and mm-hmm. we don't need that anymore. So cut that part out. There's plenty I, of other scenes we could have cut out. But. I was really annoyed so, early on in the movie when they started going into the how did how did Bruce Wayne become Batman? I was right. like, we all I, know the story at this. My point. daughter, who's five, knows this. Anybody hate? Do you guys like the bat lifting him up? The bat's lifting him up. No, because the, the, the person sitting next to me in the movie theater uh, was Aaron that we teach with. Um, she's like, I didn't know Batman could fly. I'm like, yeah, I think it's a dream. Yeah. And then like he woke up and it was a dream and it yeah. was. So like, speaking of your your dreams and your old apocalyptic. But that that I think would have given me does more the, motivation for him to say if he sees a possible future. Right. So that's what I'm asking. Does that scene with that gives the, him the motivation. does that scene with the Superman worshippers that dream sequence. Does that need to happen earlier yeah. mm-hmm. to set up the anger? Is that kind of yeah, because I, I so. thought it was in a weird place oh, yeah. Yeah. to begin with? Well, and, like, and even, not even so much setting up anger, but just, it, just I, setting up reason. Fear. Right? Yeah, it's not even, yeah. Because or does there need to be Batman takes it upon himself then mm-hmm. to keep Superman right. in check, mm-hmm. which is the whole idea that he's got all this power. Who's going to hold him accountable? Right. Does there need to be more, or Batman does that just gets, need to be earlier? Batman, Batman gets earlier. his vision okay. and takes it upon himself. I'll be the guy that. Does it, I think there could be more. I think that I think that earlier. Well, that I, I think that if they set instead that of up, having such a long sequence, it, could you have some little flashes I, here and yeah. there? Well, I think even if you do that sequence earlier 
and he's got this premonition and he's got this thing that he's trying to we still don't know where it came from is this real is this not real what am i thinking is this possible and he's already got that in the back of his mind now when you start adding you know lex Luthor trying Mm -hmm. to feed it now when you have an event happen with the girl he sees you know what i'm saying like it it brings him closer to believing that like he's struggling already with this idea probably logically saying well it just could be just be a dream is it really a premonition is it really and but then if things start to happen all those little pieces that happen after that point of it if it happened earlier would just further be more i think believable into him getting into that part where you would actually battle you know, battle Batman. Because then, and that fits in. That fits in where the part where Flash comes in in that dream within a dream or whatever it was, a dream within a dream, and he comes in and he and I couldn't. The sound editing was horrible in that okay. part. I could barely hear what he was saying. All I could pick out was something like everything you've ever thought about him was true mm-hmm. and There's Lois Lane a, is the key. Lois Lane yeah, is the, Lois key. the key. I have yeah. it here somewhere. I'll see if I can find so it. So what that made me think of is and the the way his Flash outfit looked because it was like this weird armor type thing that he had and I don't know if that was supposed to be like a time travel thing right. or what. Lois it made Lane me, is the key. He says that he came too soon. You were right about him and you've got to find us. Okay. Is, is the... The quoted sections from what Flash said. Now, okay. there's obviously some speculation in this article I'm reading, but that's the right. So, part of it, like his look, the armor, almost the armor look of it, and the idea that Lois Lane is the key to something, and that Batman is taking that as Lois Lane is the key to keeping him from going bad, or what reminds me of the Injustice video game, because in the story of the Injustice video game, Joker kills Lois Lane. And then Superman goes bad, and now this is an alternate future where Superman has a group of super villains that have sided with him, and Batman is the leader of the resistance trying to take down Emperor Superman. And so then, I'm looking at that as, well, is that then a little Easter egg for the fans to go, okay, here's a possible future in which if Lois dies. Mm -hmm. So then does that later on in the movie, when Lois almost dies, would that have been better if those all tied together and Batman was like, oh, holy crap, she's going to die and then we're all screwed because Superman's going to go bad. So, I don't know. If you're going to use the dream sequences, I, I felt like it needed to be done earlier. earlier and you could cut out some of those sequences and have more of the... Because I feel like somebody needed to be feeding him, uh, unless Batman now has the power to see the future, right. somebody needs to be feeding, feeding him, him these specific these visions. Specific well, and visions. all the possibilities we've just talked about are all dependent on source material that some of us... Wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. They have no That's idea. True, yeah. And I, I mentioned it to John earlier, I think mm-hmm. it was before Jeff came back. Is it possible, unfortunately I think they showed too much backstory on Batman for this to be true, is it possible? Unless they're trying to balance it out. Right. Is it possible they made a commitment and said, you know what, this is our universe. You already know enough of this if you're coming to see this movie. Was it a brave choice to say we don't need to do all this backstory? I don't think so, but that's because I don't have that source material behind yeah. me. Because your, yeah, your, you comment, your comment earlier was, are they? is this a movie that's being made for the fans? Right. And that you will get the most out of this if you are a fan of the yeah. history of... The Justice League, Batman, Superman. Now, see, my assumption is a lot of these questions will be answered in future film installments. Mm-hmm. God, let's hope. Because <laughs> that was that's my that was one of my big mm-hmm. criticisms with the movie is they just they they had all these a lot of these story elements which I enjoyed, mm-hmm. but they didn't do enough to explain right. the and significance do, of these. Do some sequels and and universe movies that exist in a universe go too far the other way? Because I think I've seen movies before where. I'm definitely thinking, all right, we know this already. Like, John's comment about Spider-Man earlier. At some point, 
do we really have to tell that origin story again? And it, are we so used to movies going back that now we miss it? Because they haven't explained enough? I think we've reached a point where in superhero movies you don't need an origin story anymore. Like, you don't need to tell me how somebody got to be that superhero. Maybe in quick little flashbacks, but well, I mean, you don't need to you know, spend a movie. With, with, so with the Batman one, you have what? You have the Michael Keaton movie. Mm-hmm. You have uh, the animated series. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale. You, you have Christian Bale movie. You've had you have anim- Gotham. You've had animated series for like yeah, from the 90s until have, now. Like, on. I don't know. This one really annoyed me. I'm like, mm-hmm. why do we need to rehash it? The only thing I appreciated it was if you do a side-by-side comparison of panels from the comic mm-hmm. compared to some of the visuals from the movie. They, they got did, they got they that did right. Some really cool stuff on on both sides. With the they they did that later really in the well. movie too with some of the Superman Batman here's, fights. Here's that the ripped here's right the funny here's the funny comment on the Batman going over his feelings about his parents dying, the Lego Batman movie trailer. Did you see that in the theater that you were in? Oh my god! Yes. And Al- yes. Yes. And Alfred yes. is like he's like he's like I, I don't want to talk about this again. And Alfred's like you know well we've only gone over it in like you know 1989, 1993, <laughs> 1997, yeah. 1998, yeah, that, that, that had me worried because mm-hmm. that's how the movie opened. So it had me right. worried, like, oh god, we're rehashing this again. I mean, if you're a, if you're a movie executive and well, you're a producer, are, are they so concerned that they're trying to attract a new audience? That they I think have they were. To throw some I think they were scene? doing it more to be able to mirror the comic strip mm-hmm. or the comic book well, at that mm-hmm. time to let the fans know this is the story mm-hmm. we're. We're going okay, to be you telling. guys are you guys are better than at this as far as knowing was was that a more accurate description of the parents getting killed according to the comics like because my that kids version were, of the comic it mm-hmm. was okay because my kids were like sort of saying like he, from what he thought that it was not you know he didn't say Martha and he didn't um, and that it was they weren't happily walking down the sidewalk there was the reason that Batman had to leave or whatever and they went out because he was either something in a theater and he and that's why he there felt also guilty that he was out there because they wouldn't have been out there well that's from him. like the Batman Begins exactly maybe yeah. he's just basing it on that where so he was he was afraid is, and, has, that's what I'm asking what's the this, more this what comic book, is more accurate this, well this particular book just has its own it's, it, it, its own history okay mm-hmm. uh, Alan Moore came up Okay, it's so Alan it's Moore, right? Yeah. Yeah. Alan Moore came, kind of Does he say came Martha up with, with his comic? own. Uh, Is that his dying breath words of the dad? I don't remember. I don't remember. Because yeah, that's I key for the whole Martha thing. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing like, they it, had to put that in. It wouldn't in. surprise me. I think me the if, whole reason for they, that scene. Did. I think the whole reason for that scene was so that Zack Snyder could get his scene of the pearls wrapped around the gun. Right. Yeah. He wanted to set up that moment mm-hmm. as a not, or, yeah. you know, a wink to the fanboys. This is a story that I'm telling here. Which. Kind of. Could you have done that without the whole death scene and just had him get flashes of pearls wrapped around a gun and then? I don't. But I don't think that would have appealed to everybody. I think that would have left more people questioning what the hell was that. Well, but I think yeah. it would have fit in with the rest of the movie. I think it would have fit in with because the, the rest of the movie made us go, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, the assumptions that they made the rest of the movie that you knew enough to piece all this together. Problem, one of the problems with the movies at the beginning they're not making those assumptions they're showing it all to you and then all of a sudden they stopped and said okay now you know that you know the rest of this so we're just going to go and by the end you're like well, what what happened 
So I, w- I want to get back to like some of the our, the character choices and things like that. Um, so we've we've talked a little bit about Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. You said you liked. I did. I like. Well, I like the potential of him in that villain role because I, I maybe I'm just a big Jesse Eisenberg fan anyway, and I thought like. Do you have a file on him. I have a file on him. Yeah, I've never seen him shirtless, but um. Going back to like Zombie Land, I just I and, and I see him as that kind of geeky. He's always played that guy. He's never really played, and I it's, think he pulled off almost, creepy. I think it's he almost off a twist on his character from Social Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, if he was a little more unstable. Twisted. Yeah, twisted or whatever, more unstable. And so I felt that he pulled it off. And like even the ending scene when the prison and he gets his head shaved, he definitely went creepier. And then when he gets all man, he he has that. I think he did a good job with it. I think that was a, it was a, I wasn't sure if he would, I, I was almost more worried about him doing poorly because I was pulling for him than I was Ben Affleck, you know. Okay. And Ben Affleck, like I said, I don't think, he, he pleasantly surprised me and did better than I thought he was going to do because I thought I wouldn't get be able to get past it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have Ben Affleck issues, but um, I lo- love him in Argo, love him in certain movies, but I just, I did not like him as the other bat and I just, when I think back as a, Batman and just ugh, just have trouble with that because I keep thinking that and I and in this I one still, I felt I still liked his Batman. I thought it was probably one of my favorite I, Batmans. Really, the Batman. Yeah, the other one. Okay, I think in terms of a Bruce, we were talking about this yeah. earlier. I think yeah. in terms of a Bruce Wayne, I'm still this like, Bruce like Christian, Wayne. Christian I felt Bale. there was no difference. I felt like he was just Batman all right. the time without the mask in this movie. That's yeah. how I felt. I like, think I like Christian Bale as a better and, Bruce Wayne, but I like Ben Affleck's Batman. Yes. Well. But I think it's so dependent on the be able to, to be able to pull off both roles. Like, and the, and I felt the sameness of his Batman was like there was no difference between you know the Playboy Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne. It just also, seemed like maybe, I was just watching. And we and talked about you this, said this earlier. Maybe he's because he's great, older. Well, that's older what I was just going to say. The, the, that, but, he's but even older. if he's the older, Playboy bitter, side of him has kind of gone he away. He still has to be able to be smart enough to pull that off to keep up the persona, and not every otherwise everybody's going to figure out his Batman. Like if I'm hanging around a party. And I see Batman five minutes later, and I see him. I'm like, that's the same guy, you know. Yeah. But if you saw Christian Bale at the party, well, that's and then you assuming that you're Batman, invited to you the same like, party well, that you won't be invited. You won't, to you won't get invited to the party. I know. <laughs> you, like you're <laughs> going to go to a Bruce Wayne's party? Yeah, I don't you think so. But those, be surprised. Anyway, you would. Yeah, I would be. <laughs> Very surprised, <laughs> especially when my date is uh, Wonder Woman. But anyway. <laughs> I'm going to dream, dream big. Your dream sequence. (laughs) I'm I'm dreaming dream big. It happened a lot earlier in my movie. Anyway, the, um, (laughs) it was a lot longer of a sequence. 30 seconds long. Anyway. So yours was a trailer. (laughs) It revealed a lot. Uh, What were we talking about? (laughs) No one wanted to see it after. Anyway. (laughs) See, now everybody's left and gone to the Nerdist. (laughs) You think they hung around this long? Yeah, they did. (laughs) Is this thing on? (laughs) Yeah. All right. How do you feel about Lex Luthor? I didn't like the guy that was called Lex Luthor. I did not like the characterization. Okay. Because and we talked. You and I talked earlier about as like as Lex Luthor. Correct. Yeah, I thought. I, I, I like, like Jesse. If you Eisenberg. give Jesse Eisenberg and that character a different name, and it's not Lex Luthor, oh, yeah. I think it's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. The fact that you did it says like, I had struggled was, a little. I was bit telling that. you earlier. Based on what I know of Lex Luthor, that's a written issue though, that, not a Jesse yeah, Eisenberg that, issue. It, right. Lex Luthor is he should not a, have been cast in that role. Genius, no. constantly ahead of everyone else's thought process, which allows him to manipulate people so well. He's already thought through seventeen scenarios. And there's some of that. <clears throat> not really. 
It's a it, little bit of a it, long game, no, pitting it, them against each other. It, get, no, it, get, it gets too lost in his weird, quirky, unstable. Oh, I agree it gets lost, but I feel like there's some of that. and they. I, but by the time you finally understand that that's what he's been doing, it's too late. Right. Oh, I, I, I think it's exactly like the Martha thing. It's, a, it's such a fast switch. Everything happens so fast mm-hmm. that you don't have time to realize that this long con's been going on. Because I think the implication is... That Lex has been running this con well, for the, longer the than even we realize. You know, Lex had the whole thing set up in Africa. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which you, you know, you don't understand that until towards the end of the movie. Again, really good story ideas, not executed well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know, and, and John said earlier, Lex Luthor is a sociopath. Mm-hmm. He's a genius of of, of and, and a shrewd man, but he's a sociopath. He will do Classic whatever he has sociopath. to. To make to, to get his result without feeling any remorse for it. He's not crazy like a Batman villain. Right. This was this was Lex Luthor if Lex Luthor was a Batman villain. If Lex Luthor is giving a speech at an event that mm-hmm. he's hosting, he knows exactly what he's going to say. Right. He's not he stumbling have for moment. words. Uh, 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 he's blah, not blah, 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 open bar, blah, 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 uh, this thing with uh, Prometheus. And, uh, Lex yeah. Luthor yeah, I mean, and the Joker just, had a baby, and it was this guy. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, just, I was not a fan of this interpretation of the character. No, I hated it. Jesse Eisenberg can do great things, mm-hmm. and I think, like Dennis said, don't call him Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Put him as something else. Mm-hmm. There's a great villain for you. Yeah. But to say that that's Lex Luthor just is there a not chance work. he becomes the Lex Luthor we're hoping? I don't. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't know how. I don't either. I'm just. I'm just trying to. Like the fact that we're all saying Riddler or even Joker is yeah. just a sign that like that's where it was more fitting than yeah than Lex Luthor. I think we. I don't know if it's is yeah. Is it because you have the idea of what Lex Luthor is ingrained already in your heads? I don't know. I've just no. I've never seen any comic that has the character of Lex behaving in that way. Yeah, yeah. Too manic. Who speaking of then? Who do you think play, has played the best Lex Luthor in film? Clancy Brown. Well, that's in the cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> no, like um, actual actor. You, I mean, you have a few choices. You have Gene Hackman. You have. Uh-huh. I think. Uh, um, what's his name? Michael Rosenbaum mm-hmm. on Smallville. Smallville. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He I really think by him. far has been the best okay. Lex Luthor. I would change my answer if Superman returns had let Kevin Spacey be Kevin Spacey and not have him rehash Gene, Gene Hackman's Hackman. lines. Mm. Yeah. Because I wanted to see, when when I saw that Kevin Spacey was cast as Lex Luthor for that movie, I thought, okay, what I want to see is I want to see the creepiness that I saw in Seven, mm-hmm. but as a wealthy businessman. Right, I want, I want Lex to make me feel uneasy. unsettled, right. uneasy. Right, but not in a crazy manic way. Right. In a, oh, this way, guy may know everything about we me. Mentioned, I think we mentioned earlier, we mentioned House of Cards. Mm-hmm. The same way Frank Underwood makes you feel that if, I don't so like if you take, people. Right, so if you take Kevin Spacey from House of Cards, shave his head, and take away the southern accent, right. that could be your Lex Luthor. Yeah, and I, I would be that. fine with that. Yeah. To, to me, he's always the, like you said, he's the one that's like five steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. Everybody tends to agree in the comic books that like Batman's one of the smartest people in the entire world. Lex Luthor is supposed to be smarter, mm-hmm. and he knows he's smarter. And what I like about his in the comic books, what I like about him a little bit better is in this one when he when he pulls this out right away and he's like, oh, and Martha Kent, Clark Kent, I know exactly who you are, and he's doing that whole thing. I'm sitting there going, no, 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 no. The 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 times where I've thought is the best characterization of Lex Luthor is when he finds out that Superman is Clark Kent, 
But he goes, no. I don't believe it. Why would Superman, an alien with that much power, why would he debase himself so much to disguise himself as a human? I don't believe it. Like that Lex Luthor that is like, you know, he, he wants the power and he can't understand someone giving up that power to pretend that they are lesser. I always like that characterization of him better because that's, that's how he doesn't see that Superman is Clark Kent. Otherwise, it's the obvious, well, take the glasses off, and sure, it's obvious he's Clark Kent. Wait, take Superman. your glasses off again? No. No, you no, don't. No, no. <laughs> um, but I always like that better. Like when he, when, he, when he finds it out and he's like, yeah, no, I don't believe it. It's not true. Mm-hmm. I like that better than him like, automatically knowing and accepting it. And, and I like the, the cold, calculating businessman Lex the w- better that take the one from the animated series. The one, that, that, the, the one that Clancy Brown voiced in yeah. the animated series. Is that the That's twelve the steps Lex ahead Lex, Lex that he's already got this all figured out? And well, he knows he's putting Clark Kent against Bruce Wayne and Batman against Superman, and that's the same but thing. My justification that, of it was that that information was for lack of a better term, downloaded to him from mm-hmm. the ship once he uh once he was on board the ship and had his oh, moment once he got in there where he accepted the leadership of of being the new guy in charge, mm-hmm. which was which handled was, poorly yeah. as well. Which, that, the, which then is another cop out because I feel like if if Lex Luthor, being as intelligent as he is, is going to find out the secret identities of these heroes, then he should do that through his own mental power. But not he, he already knew a whole bunch of them because right. he had the files. Yeah, the files. Oh, and he knew the logos they would eventually use. Them, right. So yeah. The files had them on there. Well, yeah. pretty... he, he was getting visions of the future too. So was he their graphic designer? Is that how that? Sure. Yeah. He's their costume designer. Well, he's got, he's he's got the stuff. full power of LexCorp. <laughs> um, we've talked a little bit about it. seems like everybody's happy with Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Yeah. Dennis yes. in particular. Yep. Okay. Um, how do you feel about them killing, uh, killing, killing Jimmy Olsen in now, the what opening the hell moments was of the <laughs> Well, you know what I think it was? First of all, that wasn't Jimmy Olsen's character. No. He, he's, no. he's not... Like, not a spook. He's a, he's a, a bumbling pho- yeah. you know, photographer. A guy mm-hmm. likes taking pictures. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, he's no, in no way can he be seen as being a CIA operative in any way. No. That was ridiculous. I think they killed him because they didn't want him hanging around. They didn't know what to do with him for the rest of the movie. Well, Zack Snyder said something about, you know, just why not have a little fun with it. Yeah. Well, that wasn't fun. That was stupid. Well, I think because so many people in the for Man of Steel, they're like, oh, is there a Jimmy Olsen in this movie? Well, there's a character named Jenny. Maybe they're playing with the gender. Maybe it's Jenny Olsen, and that was a big deal with Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like this was Zack Snyder's way of going, <laughs> I gave you a Jimmy Olsen, bam. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your Jimmy Olsen. I'm like, you know what? And that, that kind of frustrated me. That part frustrated me, too. When I, when I saw him in there, I'm like, oh, that's Jimmy. And then he gets shot in the head. That kind of reminded me, and I haven't been reading the comics for a while because I got really frustrated when they, have you been reading them lately? Mm-hmm. They took away Superman's powers, and now everyone knows that Superman is Clark Kent. So he really, you know, has nowhere he can go. He's been riding around on a motorcycle. He's been, like, fighting people for fun. Uh, he joined an underground boxing club so he can make some cash, and he really enjoys hitting people now. So it's, First rule of fight club. Right. So it's to me, it's not Superman. That's why I haven't read the comics in a while. Yeah, I, got, I got out of reading <clears throat> it, I think, when, uh, was it Straczynski? Well, that was a while ago. Did uh, the, it was the, the grounded, grounded storyline? Superman's walking. Because you want to see Superman walking. That's the yeah. exciting part of the story. One person um, called him out on not being able to save her husband. Mm-hmm. 
And all of a sudden he was like, oh, maybe I'm not Superman after all, and spent months so he decides to months spend to... a Forrest Gump and walk across the country. Although he did walk through... just going on the comic book. He, he did walk through Mount Prospect. <laughs> he did, that was kind of cool. Kinda cool. Was yeah, how's your Easter? <laughs> it was kind of actually yours. You guys go out for brunch? <laughs> well, if you, if, you, if you read every now and then, you don't know this stuff. Um, but anyway. But I don't this like... This is a movie <laughs> podcast. I don't know what you want me to say. I understand. <laughs> But what I do is I'm getting to the Jimmy Olsen. Part. Sure you are. Okay. Well, if you keep interrupting me, I'm never going to get there. Well, We're going to be here me. for like another hour. God, no. <laughs> so, but so can good. I ask a silly question? Because you Better know than anyone I know. Right? Well, let me, let me finish this. Okay. What frustrated me is that in the comics, Jimmy Olsen comes up to Superman. Jimmy Olsen comes up to Superman and says, look, this is not you. This is not who you're supposed to be. You are. You don't beat people up for fun. You're Superman. You inspire people. You, and he just kind of was, was like, well, no, that's not who I am now. And he kind of walked away from Jimmy. And then I see Jimmy Olsen get shot in the head in this movie. And I'm like, I kind of feel like the fans are Jimmy Olsen. And this is the we, fans getting shot in the head. We all head. got shot in the head. <laughs> right. Well, that explains the lobotomy we needed to understand the movie. Right. So <laughs> there you go. I, just, no, not a, I wonder not if he needed to kill somebody to set a tone and with all the Justice League movies sure and everything they have planned, do they ha- do they even have another Superman movie planned? Yeah, there's uh, there's yes. supposed to be a Man of Steel too. Okay, so I'm just th- wondering if they decided they don't need the character. Be, it and may it be was an easy way to get everyone to shut up. This movie isn't supposed to be the direct sequel of Man of Steel. Right. There's a Man of Steel which, too that's supposed which to be. I still think is a big mistake. I just wonder if this was his way of saying, you know what, you don't need Jimmy Olsen, and this stop everyone asking. Killed him. He's gone. Leave me alone. So then do that. Do a different character and. Bring Jimmy Olsen in in the next Man of Steel movie. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing that's been that a been a big discussion online since the movie came out. How do we feel about Batman killing people? That was another, I brought yeah I think I brought that up to you too. Yeah, yeah you like, did. Like it was such a point. And and I do probably have to go in like five ten minutes, mm-hmm. but um, I I was expressing Jeff earlier that part of the problem for me with this movie, and I think for my kids too, and I think there's a lot of people out there. You are a Superman guy, mm-hmm. right? Superman, Batman, Superman. Would be Superman guy, and I think then there's people who are Batman, and a lot of that is because of what Chris Chris uh, Nolan did with the trilogy of mm-hmm. the Dark Knight, and you get used to that based in reality. Almost everything there is pretty reasonable. Like, there's some crazy stuff that could happen, but it's there's no big doomsday monster going around I felt like going into it I was expecting no matter how much I tried to convince myself because it's Batman versus Superman but I was expecting more of a little bit of a tone of the Dark Knight whether it was right or I'm not saying it's right to go into it I'm just saying that I think a lot of us are programmed with that if you really were a big fan of like the Dark Knight so going into that I walked out feeling like that was an Avenger movie like, I felt it was like an event. There were special effects, things, all these crazy stuff happened where it didn't have the same sort of tone that The Dark Knight have happened. So it sort of felt like the, like Batman was not really Batman to me. Dark Knight is Batman, and that's that world, and this was just a guy. It, just, it was more like a, and I even, even Watchmen, whatever. I mean, it was just had a different, and obviously, you know, it's not Zach doing the same movie, doing that movie, but... I just felt like it was more of an Avenger movie and I didn't want it to be. So that somewhat ruined it for me a little bit in the sense of like I didn't enjoy it as much because I'm more of the Batman Dark Knight guy. And and I think that was a big big factor for me and I think there's a lot of people who probably have experienced that. Like 
the pat the fact that in that Dark Knight series, a lot of what Batman does was not killing people. It was going out of his way to not kill people mm-hmm. and, and telling but again, Catwoman to not use the guns. This put away story, the gun. oh, what's what's the fun? The of story that? in the movie was based on Alan Moore's interpretation of the character. Exactly, in which he and made it, those allowances. And for that's the what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm right for this. I'm just saying that I think it's an experience that a lot of people who probably are maybe not thrilled with the movie had was because of the fact that you went in with a preconditioned idea of that 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 world that Chris Nolan so well created in in those three and the characters and the, and the, the development of Batman that you really felt like you got to know Batman so much more in there that here it just seemed like he was a piece in there and I didn't really understand him I didn't really buy into him as Batman for me that was and I, there was a lot of people out there probably thinking that's not our Batman number one he doesn't kill people number two he puts on that Playboy persona and acts like it, even though he really is kind of even still a good guy. The Playboy act is an act as well. I mean, he's not really, you know, with the three girls. Like, it, like he has to do that, even though he was in love with what's her, you know, with Rachel. It was like he still had to kind of do that, which probably hurt him. So there was just a more complex character that was developed that didn't seem like that was pulled across here. So I think that's a big, big, I think a lot of people are going to have that divide of, you're so conditioned to that if that's what you really like in those type of movies which is what I like and then it's just got to you know, when I go to see Avengers I, I know what I'm expecting so I'm, I'm, I'm not disappointed because I know that crazy stuff's going to happen and there's going to be crazy monsters and all these special powers and things people flying off things that you know that going into it so you're okay with it here I was expecting a little bit more of that probably wrong for doing it but well, a lot of people, Man of Steel well a lot of people were upset at the end of Man of Steel when he killed Zod when he snapped his neck. And they're like, whoa, Superman doesn't kill. Doesn't do that, yeah. And I was like, well, in he that does. Case, though, but he does because... He needs a, to learn the lesson of right. what it what it feels like to kill so he knows he never wants to what do a lot of again. people What a lot of people didn't know is that from the comics, the reason he has this rule, I do not kill, is because he executed Zod in the comics back in the yeah. 80s. It was the 80s. Um, he executed him mm-hmm. and killed it. I think, like, got him with some kryptonite and killed him um, as at the end of a trial. They put him on trial for like crimes against the universe and and killed him. And then from that point on, he's like, "Oh my God, I'm I'm never like I'm I'm not killing ever again. That's mm-hmm. last time. I'm not doing it." And then that's where his rule came out of. So when they when he killed him at the end of the movie, I that's where and I guess now I'm getting into my you know that we had a Batman who kills people, but now I'm getting into what I what I didn't like about Superman in this movie was I expected coming out of Man of Steel when he snapped Zod's neck. And he screamed, and you could just see the anguish on his face. I expected this movie, or at least whatever the sequel to Man of Steel was going to be, to have him dealing with, I was the last Kryptonian. There were some Kryptonians that showed up. They weren't such good people. I had to kill the next to last Kryptonian, so now I am truly alone. I had to kill like the last of my heritage. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see him dealing with that. Yeah. Like I know other people were like, we want to see him dealing with the destruction of the city. Like He's yeah. got an answer for that. I wanted to see Superman deal with, I just killed the last of my people other than me, and how am I emotionally going to handle that? And that's what I kind of hoped this movie was going to be, and, and kind of push him towards the, Superman is the bright, inspirational character, and Batman is the dark, you do what you gotta do character, and I just didn't get any of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why... And I don't know if we want to talk just before we finish if we want to talk about the death of Superman part of it that's why I didn't get the I didn't get any kind of emotional withdrawal or emotional sense of oh my god Superman's dead 
I should feel sad for this. I didn't uh, feel. I was sad. more I didn't shocked than anything I, I else. I wasn't even shocked. I just when he died, I was. Uh, like, I, yeah. I was shocked that the, that they went that there. They I thought to for, do that. I, at that point, I thought they were going to lead up to it, mm-hmm. but not commit. Okay. I was shocked that they, that they actually committed to it. I'm ta- glad that they did. Before we started recording, I was talking to Bo, and I said I didn't get anything out of the death of Superman because. All of the, I loved his characterization in Man of Steel, but all the work that they had done to develop his character in Man of Steel, I felt like this movie killed it all in the first two hours. And then by the time he dies, I really didn't care. Yeah. I, I, you know, the music was beautiful in that whole scene where he goes Mm -hmm. and takes the spear and gets Doomsday with it, but I didn't care that he was dead. Like at that point, everything they had done in Man of Steel that I liked, they had undone by having him be a very one dimensional character in this movie yep. so that part I See, and, having, like, and having read the original comic book the original story where he dies that's a very emotional story absolutely and the final pages of that one I'm like even as a kid I was like Superman just died and I remember people being really upset at it like people who'd read the comics at the time being upset it was on the news people reporting sure. on this and this happens I'm like yeah oh well I'm mm-hmm. sure he'll be back mm-hmm. but yeah. There was well, no and is that why? Because they didn't really give you time to grieve before they showed the dirt move. Is that maybe why you didn't feel a loss? Because you know, well, so he's coming back. You've, we've heard again. Going, Cavill talk about being in Justice League. I mean, we know this is going to happen. Right. Well, we but and going back to the comic and the comic books mm-hmm. during the whole Death of Superman storyline, not only is he fighting Doomsday, every DC superhero mm-hmm. takes their turn fighting Doomsday, and it's finally he's the last one. Standing. He's the he's the last one that. He knows he has, not only is he the one that can defeat him, he knows he has to sacrifice himself. So there's a lot of that buildup, and you know the choice that he's making. There just wasn't enough of that buildup in this movie, for me at least, where he grabs the spear and flies. Like he, There's no grappling with that decision. Mm-hmm. That even though I have to use this spear to kill Doomsday, I'm killing myself. He just grabbed it and, and did his it thing. a little moment with so then, to me, the to then to me the so I think that, the, that the Jesus be. imagery right after that. Then when they're you know pulling him down in his cape and yeah. you have the, all the crosses in the background and th- that to me is meaningless. Like the his sacrifice and the imagery that they're trying to get across to you, that to me means nothing because you haven't you haven't given me the character that I should care about. You know, in in E. T. when E. T. is dying. I care about that yeah. because I've seen E.T. interact with the kids, and mm-hmm. I know that e. I know E.T.'s personality, and I care about that death. Um, Force Awakens with Han Solo. I know Han Solo. When Han Solo gets killed, I that one, I'm like, okay, I have a reaction to that. Like, that was not cool. That, I was really surprised by that. But I have invested in that character. By the time it gets to this in the movie, this Superman... I'm not. Had you killed him at the end of Man of Steel, I would have had a much bigger Mostly, reaction yeah. than this movie, right. where I feel or like I barely saw him on the screen. If his character was just used different, like you know, mm-hmm. like Dennis said, if that whole fight between he and Batman, Superman stood there just you know right. taking the hits. If, if you feel hits, you need to hit me, just hit me. Then yeah, yeah. you know, he's the good guy that we believe in and right. care about, right. and you know that like he's not. And then to yeah. see him make that sacrifice of right. himself for the betterment of the world, almost proving. And it could have almost even, you, you could have had a definitely much more emotional payoff, even from the fact that as Batman's trying to beat the crap out of him, mm-hmm. and he's sitting there taking it and trying to convince him otherwise that you're being played by Luther and 
this is the, and, you know, and the only reason I'm here is because they have my mother, you know, like whatever, and just pleading with him and trying to get him and still taking the hits and still taking the hits. And then all of a sudden when he does that at the end, I think you'd also get an even more emotional response from Batman mm -hmm. because Batman sees that this was really a good guy that he was going to blow with and almost some guilt out of him mm -hmm. for being so stupid to ever doubt his goodness and his power and everything else that he had, but the goodness that he had as well. It would have just been even just a more emotional piece from him. The, like almost that maybe is the moment he wins him over 100%, you know, like where he stops and doesn't battle him, but then all of a sudden he ends up sacrificing himself and he's, it's kind of like, yeah, like this was really an amazing guy. Like then you have that emotional like payoff, I think, but you didn't have it. I don't think it was there. Like I, I agree. Man of Steel, I loved. It. I think the only complaint we ever had Man of Steel, I told you that was I felt the the fight scene with them went long. on ten minutes too long. I see, I didn't, that was it. I didn't have that problem. Ten minutes too long at the end, I felt like it just could have been edited a little bit tighter. It just mm -hmm. seemed like you know, it went on ten minutes too long. Okay. Otherwise, great movie, <laughs> and I liked the tone, and I liked the way it was portrayed, and I yeah. liked him as the actor. I liked. The, playing him yeah. I like the way the role was written I like the ending I like I like all of it I liked everybody that you had some complaints, complaints about Lois I know this time around. yeah I, I felt like she was weakly written yeah I thought her know, character played, was, was pretty weak in this movie and I mean so much so that you could have in most of the scenes we just replaced her with somebody else already. Susan yeah. mm -hmm. who happens to live in Metropolis and it wouldn't have made any difference right All right. Well, um, the, the other thing I wanted yeah. to ask you guys is, so at the end, after Superman is buried in Metropolis and he's got that memorial spot, the idea of, like, someone scrawled on the memorial area, like you're looking for a statue or you're looking for the memorial, just mm -hmm. look at each, at each other or mm -hmm. whatever that is. What did you think of that being the memorial for Superman, someone having gone up and just written on the grave. I thought it was weird. Okay, so I, I, I yeah. thought it was out of place. You know, if they were trying to build up that people are afraid of Superman and... I mean, they gave him a statue for saving right. Metropolis the first time, and now he sacrificed his life right. and to save them, and all he gets is someone writing on the chalk. grave. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was some like sidewalk chalk. Some kid with sidewalk chalk. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we'll do, you know what, we're here in a second, we'll do our one-sentence review, if we're going to give you a one-sentence summary know. of, do you, have, you don't have a sentence? I don't think I can come up with one sentence. <laughs> okay. That's the way, what's the question? Well, one sentence. If you're going to tell somebody in one sentence whether they should go see this movie or not, and why, then... It's a long, give you a run-on. Well, yeah. <laughs> before we do that, I want I to run down... Right well, I'll give, you, I'll give you a moment to think about it. Um, before we do that, here's a quick rundown of all the other movies that are coming out from DC in the near future. Um, obviously, Batman Superman Dawn of Justice just came out. Um, August 5th, 2016, later this year, is Suicide Squad. We have June 23rd, 2017, is the Wonder Woman movie. We have November 17th, 2017, is Justice League Part 1. Um, so that can be your Thanksgiving movie. We have March 23rd, 2018, is The Flash. Then we've got uh, July 27th, 2018, is Aquaman. Uh, sometime in 2018 is the first Batman solo movie. Uh, April 5th, 2019 is Shazam. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that one. That could be yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be good. I like that character. June 14th, 2019 is then Justice League Part 2. So how many years between 1 and 2? Between Justice League 1 and yeah. 2? Um, two years. Yeah, because okay. 1 is in 2017. Man, these other movies better be good, otherwise no one's going to care. I know. Or will they even make them? They'll make them. 
the movie if the movies keep making money, well, if they keep making make, money. I just you wonder how deep they are into some of these that they will just. Well, I think not to not make them would have to admit or, that they screwed up big time, and I don't know if there's any recovery for Warner Brothers or comic the, franchise after that. Or the part that they put in where Flash comes back and Batman sees him like coming back, traveling through time. Flash accidentally steps on a butterfly somewhere. Then it shifts the entire DC universe, and they can just reboot the whole thing if the next one sucks. Oh, fair, fair enough. The new Fifty Two all over again. It's the right. Don't even talk about that. We need we, um, we need a crisis to happen. Yeah, we we had a crisis. It was called Batman v Superman. Now, do you, um, do you, we had there's a big part of it earlier, and it, and it's one of those things that start to ruin it for me because I do you think that they're relying so much on the special effects in these things? I yeah. I mean, at the end of the with the fight scenes, yeah. Just throughout the... But I think w- when Superman is your hero, you have to. You have to have special effects, but I think, again, it's that general rule that we refer to as the PowerPoint kids. Like, mm-hmm. when they make a PowerPoint, you put that special effect in. I'm not saying don't use special mm-hmm. effects in your PowerPoint, but when you put, like, spinning cubes for every transition and things are going all over the place, mm-hmm. it gets annoying and it draws attention to itself. When the special effect is drawing attention to itself, it destroys any connection you have with character, in my opinion, in story. It just starts to destroy that. So when you say special effect, what do you mean? Just all the big, let's see what we the can explosions, do. The explosions, the energy coming off the Doomsday. Energy, everything, yeah, like it just gets like... And see, that I that I didn't need. If they were going to do Doomsday, I kind of wish they had just done him the way he was in the comics, and he was just this creature that had a that was just powerful and, yeah. and could take a beating. He didn't have heat vision. He didn't have... That was all... Well, like, it just... It yeah. just ever, I mean, it was like... And, that, and that's what I felt like. It was just like overdone, and it started to draw itself where I just felt like, okay, you're not giving me anything else other than special effects. That's really cool, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's... I think it's insult. It starts. I start. I start to feel somewhat insulted when they just start to throw more special effects, like saying, "This is what you want to see." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want the story mixed in with some really cool special effects. I want. I want. I want to go and into this. Less more would for have been story. more. Right. Would have been in this case less would have been so much more. And it, and that's and I think that's true. in, in, in most cases, and I think that's what they've done is more special effects but less special story. Less special. I mean, we're all echoing the same thing. I think a lot of things is that you didn't. You didn't get the connection to your Superman that you mm-hmm. like. You didn't get to care about him when he died. I right. mean, that's huge. Mm-hmm. You, this guy loves Superman. He mm-hmm. died, and you didn't really care. That yeah. says a lot. Yeah. Um, Batman, you know, you didn't. I didn't feel like his again the characters and Lois Lane. I felt they should have put more focus on those elements and less on the special effects, and we all would have been much happier. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't. I think they get so enamored with it and think that that's what's just going to do it. It just makes some really awesome special effects. I'm like, without the other pieces, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, this has uh, been a great discussion. Yeah. Ripping apart a movie that we all sucked. We all liked. We all liked. <laughs> well, and, and see, that's the funny thing, is I still like this movie. Like, I still like this movie. I would love to go see it again. I will buy it the moment it comes out on DVD, Blu-ray. And I still like this movie, and I will still enjoy it the next time I see it. But it's also one of those... That's why I had two very weird reactions to it is that I love the movie and I will go see it again but there's tons of stuff that I can totally tear apart and say this is a this is not a good movie okay, so if you but have, I still enjoy it so if you have Man of Steel mm-hmm. let's go let's even go back to uh, let's, let's go Batman Begins because well, everybody would say Dark Knight so Batman Begins Man mm-hmm. of Steel and this one you have these three which one would you find yourself plopping in that DVD player Man of Steel 
Batman Begins. I think Man of Steel. Batman Begins. <laughs> Ready, fight. <laughs> We're going to fight until somebody Number says Martha. Two, Man of Steel. Martha, <laughs> Martha, Martha. Number two, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Number three, if I had to, this mm-hmm. one. I don't really know that it's be one that like I always like in like when I go what's in my top 10 list I always want to mm-hmm. say it's the movies that when I'm watching and you all of a sudden you're watching on TV and all of a sudden you see it's on TV and you go forget whatever else I'm doing I gotta watch the rest of this sucker and I know it's on TV and I could DVR but I'm gonna watch it that's when I say it's a top 10 great movie this one I I, I might see a scene and then I'm, I'm going I back from all on I don't know if I need to yeah Exactly. That's what I feel like. I feel I don't know if I need to either. I'm like, what part do I really want to see again? Other than maybe examining Jesse Eisenberg's performance a little bit more and the whole Lex Luthor thing. Yeah, I don't like, need to examine that again. I don't I'm, know if I, I. The only thing I, I'll reserve this part of the judgment on seeing it again. If I see something in these future movies that calls back to these premonitions and this flash mm-hmm. nonsense, and I want to go back and see, oh, yeah, like and that, I yeah. and I want to go, okay, they set this up. Brilliantly, I just didn't give them credit for it. Yeah, then maybe, maybe you go back. Yeah, so maybe it'll maybe. Be another, a second watching. I think is I'm, in order, and I will. I'm hoping, but I don't know if I will really justify some of this nonsense. This again, really, the only I was saying I did forget. There's one thing I go back. Well, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, I forgot. Oh. Sorry. Completely <laughs> agree. I'll still go to the Bat Bruce Wayne party with you. <laughs> My number is one eight hundred. Wake up. Yeah. You're dreaming. <laughs> All right, so last thing, real quick, instead of a one-sentence summary, because I think we've already kind of talked this to death, um, <clears throat> are you, before going to see this movie, were you more excited for this or Captain America Civil War? I'm more excited for Captain... I, I was excited for this just because I was like, why is he... I wanted to see why he was going to hate him so much that, mm-hmm. that would act, they would come to blows. Like, it, like, like mm-hmm. why that would happen. And I don't think I got the payoff for what I wanted for that. I don't think it was carried out well. I agree with, you know, oh, and the big long look. And the, yeah, mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> there, he's got it. <laughs> you could only see that. Um, but I think, yeah, Captain America. Okay. I like Captain America. I think I'm, I'm more looking forward to Captain America. I'm not as cautiously optimistic about Captain America mm-hmm. as I was about this movie. I was worried about this movie mm-hmm. since the reveal at uh, the Comic-Con a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be a tall order. And then the more I heard about it mm-hmm. and what they were trying to do with it, I got more and more worried about it. Like, will they be able to pull it off? So I was hoping for the best, planning for the worst, mm-hmm. which is probably why I liked it. Every other trailer I saw, I was like, ooh, look at that. And then the next trailer, ah. And then the next yeah. one, oh, look at that. And then the next one, oh. So it's like every other trailer I saw, I was either worried or excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I don't get that way with, with Civil War. Yeah. Every trailer I've seen, I'm just like, this is going to be fantastic. Yeah. And again, I'm avoiding trailers. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I, I, no, I think that's, a, that's awesome. I think it's, a, I mean, I, you should try that with, I, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, just try it one time with a movie that you really know you're going to go see, is try mm-hmm. not to look at anything from it. I think because it's an interesting experience. Like I, I, I feel like I like that now. So minus much I love not it. knowing what's going I on. I avoided it's all so trailers of both of the Star Trek movies that came out. Mm-hmm. I saw one Force Awakens trailer before I saw the movie. That's what I saw. I remember um, see, this was one. the first time, minus the trailers, because I watched all the trailers, but I didn't go look at anything else Force Awakens before it came out. And typically, I'm reading up on everything. Right. I'm, you know, looking. But I didn't want any other than trailers. I didn't do anything I else for Force Awakens. Fresh eyes. Yeah, I just yeah. want to go in 
knowing as little as possible. Yeah, and I try to do seeing that as much as possible week, now. Seeing yeah. it somewhere in the first week is also a lot of fun. You Bo, what about what about you for Captain America versus this one? Captain America, because they've already built the animosity there. Mm-hmm. Like you're going in knowing that Tony Stark and Captain America are they're already opposites. They already have this mm-hmm. this animosity that sort of makes the team work, but there's already something there. So you can see, I'm not worried about them building it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think they could build that problem in the first half hour, and then the rest of the movie is going to be great. And the world's full of both of those, right? Like I think, or a lot more, more of the Tony Starks, but right? I think we can see that side with what you have. A, like I didn't know who to side with it. Like I, I, I think it's also another problem. I like. I love the Dark Knight, and that's what I'm thinking of when I see Batman versus Superman. I love Superman, mm-hmm. so I'm like, but they were I trying to, too fu- and I know they're trying to like again. Get, they're a little in a little bit. They're trying to copy Marvel because Marvel was doing the Team Cap, Team Iron Man, and then Batman Superman started in with the Are you Team Superman, Team Batman? Yeah. I'm like, mm. see, that doesn't suck. I'm both, you know. But like, mm-hmm. I can definitely say, I'll, I like Captain America over mm-hmm. over Tony Stark. Definitely, the, my the my thought, and, and Cap, I, he's not as like yeah. a whole of a guy. And granted, yeah, he's. You know, he redeemed himself. So my my thought with the Captain America Civil War thing and this one, I was, and this is weird for me to say, I was more excited for Captain America, and I still am. I think Captain America Civil weird War. For you. It is. Well, I think Captain America Civil War will be a better Batman versus Superman than Batman versus Superman was, mm. because when I think about what that movie is going to be, it's going to be the two. It's going to be Iron Man and Captain America, and their different ideologies, mm. like how they view the world, and that's what I wanted this one to be. I didn't want this one to be, I hate him because he's an alien that's powerful and he might kill us all one day. I wanted it to be, here's how Batman views the world, here's how Superman views the world, and they don't see eye to eye right now. Like, they find a way by the end of the movie to see eye to eye, but it's it's more of their view of the world and, and their unique response to it and, and how they go about all that. And so I think Captain America Civil War is going to do a better job of that I think if you could take the story of Captain America Civil War and put it in Batman v Superman, then I think it would have been a good movie. Mm-hmm. But again, like you said, Bo, they've had several movies to build up that animosity and that, which is why I kind of wish they would have done another Man of Steel as opposed to doing a mm-hmm. Batman Superman. But, but we are not Zack Snyder. We are not Warner Brothers. So we, at least at this point, we don't have any control over it. What control we do have, though, is to tell you that if you want to find out more about us, you can go to 30podcast.com. You see how right into that. Yeah, because we've been talking for almost two hours. Too long. <laughs> no one's going to listen to this. You yeah, might just will. sleep here tonight. I will they're going to see the, right they're gonna see the length and be like, oh, hell no. Um, so, where can you find us? You can tweet us at 30podcast. You can email us, 30podcast at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30podcast. Or you can just go to our website. It's got a whole bunch of other stuff on it, 30podcast.com. For our next episode, next time around, we're going to be discussing whether machines can have souls. And let's face it, wouldn't you like to be a pepper, too? Oh, look, Dennis's phone has a soul. <laughs> and it wants to be a pepper. And it wants it's to be fair. a pepper. That's right, we're taking a look at the prequel to Terminator 2 and Bicentennial Man, otherwise known as Short Circuit. Uh, Johnny Five is live, and you can be, too. What's that? Yeah, I know. It's like a romantics version of RoboCop. Um, so we will see you all next week. Uh, until then, have a good evening, and go check out that West Wing podcast, too. When yes. you're done listening to ours. Of course. Because yeah. <laughs> if we haven't bored you for two twice. hours, have to watch it twice. Listen to ours mm-hmm. twice. That's right. Might be something you missed. Yeah. No, All right. We mentioned Wonder Woman. <laughs> a few times. And we liked it. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>